You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode. Exciting news. This podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, who have been telling Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. Follow them online at oklahomahof.com, and then definitely follow them on Instagram for all the information that you need, because I'm sure that's where you follow us as well, at oklahomahof. Let's get into today's episode. Hey guys, welcome to part two of our episode with Elise Wade, a spirit rider for Oklahoma State. She rode Bullet uh, a few years ago uh, while at school and some amazing stories from that. Part one was last week. This is part two. It picks up exactly where we left off. So thanks for listening. Follow us on social media at This Is Oklahoma and follow Elise at The Elise Wade. And yeah, enjoy. Uh, So tell me about that. What was was the... Because obviously Cavendish is now a, a, a new opportunity that you have too. Well, and we're actually doing it, like, last week was prep for what we're doing this week. Okay. So I wasn't supposed to have to go down there. Um, I went down with my aunt and uncle to the American Red Horse Fraternity Association World Finals. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was, I was originally going to be down there for that, and I wasn't supposed to leave until, like, Wednesday or Thursday. And then I got called from Cavendish's about... Let's go with an opportunity for some things they've got coming up. I'm not going to out the, pro- yeah. the project we're working on. Um, but they called me about getting ready for this project. And I was like, oh, dang. Okay, like when? Like when? And she was like, yeah. well, uh, really sorry to tell you, but like the deadline is like the 30th. And I was like, thanks. I'm about to be gone for five days. But it's fine. She goes, no, like, you, like you're good. Like, you can yeah. handle it. And again, it goes back to the pressure player. I'm like, okay, this is what I need to get done. I need to go get my hair put back in. I need to get nails put back on because I'm just at home chilling. Well, it's, yes, chilling. COVID, right? Yeah. Like, I got no events I'm going on. I'm at school. I'm not yeah. doing anything. I wear a hoodie every day. Yeah. And uh, so I had to go down there and had to go to the big, one of their bigger stores and get some clothes picked out mm-hmm. and um, meet with their social media coordinator about what we're going to be working on and just kind of get everything set up for that. And then we were supposed to do um, we were supposed to do it on Monday. Yeah. And then thanks to ice and ice power and outage else, and yeah. whatnot. And then we were trying to push it to like Tuesday and then it just kept raining and never stopped yeah. raining. And now we're going to Now have we're recording th- on Thursday and the sun's <laughs> coming out, which is great. But all the trees, now the wind's picking up and oh all the trees goodness, are falling over. I know. That's nuts. Now we're actually going to end up doing the project on, on Saturday. Cool. That's and good. hopefully it'll be dry enough. But yeah. Whatever. Do you still get to ride as much? Do you miss riding now? Yes. A lot? Because you know, you're actually like, I really you, do. You work still. You're mm-hmm. still doing, you're still in school, but you're, yeah. you know, you're working. And and doing like I told traveling. you earlier, the com- like, again, full circle comfort zone. My yeah. comfort zone is on the back of a horse yeah. or doing things with them. And so my aunt and uncle, when COVID and everything happened and I started coming back to school, I didn't have horses with me. I'd been at home with my horses that kept me sane. Yeah. And uh, people don't really think about needing to do the things that you can just kind of turn everything off. Right. Because, like, I get going 100 miles an hour. I get so many things going on, and then I start to wig out. Mm-hmm. Like, you won't ever see it. But, like, I'm on the, I'm internally like, it's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but my aunt and uncle were like, we've got 
um, all these horse shows coming up. These horses need taken care of. If you want to come and help braid and help lope horses and yeah. whatnot, um, you're more than welcome to. And they live about 30 to 40 minutes from my house in Stillwater. Yeah. And I was like, yes. yeah, I'm, I will do it. I'm on my way. I am literally, you want me to come tomorrow or you want me to come today? I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> and I started doing that. And it has been like the best thing for me mentally Yeah. because I get to go do the school stuff. I get the calendars stuff. I've gotten all the opportunities and the BFO things I have coming up. And again, school is like starting to wind down a little bit, but sure. it, it, well, we're, we're coming to the end of the semester, but we're like, it's in full force. Like we've got projects coming up and things yeah. like that and essays and blah, 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 Deadlines blah. Deadlines and finals or whatever. And yeah. it's just like, we'll make you crazy. And my one place I go to be able to stop and take a breath is in a barn. And so I've been getting to ride a little bit with them. And so, like I said, I was in Dallas for the Cavender stuff at the beginning of the week. And then I got to be in Fort Worth for four days after that. Yeah. And I got back on Sunday and I just got to be on horses all day long. And I got to be with my horse people that I've known since I was a little kid, yeah. get to catch up with people. And so like, that's a hard one. Cause no, I don't get to ride very much anymore or mm. um, enough. I love going home and getting to ride, but I've gotten to in like the last two weeks I've gotten to ride. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm a much happier E when I get to be around horses. I, yeah. I mean, it's like, do you feel like that on like oh, the golf course? Totally do you just go golf yeah. or just go like hit? You just have to get away. Like, yeah. and it's, you know, you just go and, and you either go with a buddy or you just, it's a reset. You shut yeah. your phone off. Just, I don't yeah. you know. Just, it's totally. You're right. Yeah. A reset is the yeah. best way to call it. Yeah. yeah. It's, and it is, it's much needed. And, and obviously for you, it's horses. For me, it's golf. Mm -hmm. For others, it's reading. For others, it's going yeah. for a run. It could be anything, mm -hmm. but you have, I mean, you have to have that out. You have to have right. that reset, that mm -hmm. ability to just run away. Even if it's just going for a drive. Right. Like just go out somewhere, like especially COVID now, just go for a drive, put the radio on or not, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, I mean, last week's podcast with, uh, with Dylan Cooper, you know, we talk about men, his mental toughness and um, mental health and he's big in that mental health advocate, stuff like that. And for him, he's a mm -hmm. Harley Davidson. That's what he goes, really? he just goes rides. And oh, he's wow. like, that is what re my reset. I just jump on the bike and I go ride. And he's like, it sounds morbid, but like, he's like, the, you're more awake the closer you are to death. He's like, when you're an 80 mile an hour on a Harley Davidson with no helmet on, like, you're pretty close to death. Yeah. And that, like, that. It's an adrenaline like, junkie. Yeah. It, but it also, like, it's a mental, mm -hmm. it, he said it, it just helps me get away. Really? Yeah. Interesting. You'd be yeah, a my, cool guy. You, you yeah. guys would get on well. I'll have to go back and listen to that yeah. and, like, look up, look him up. Um, my dad, like I said, is a therapist. Yeah. And so he and I have had a lot of, a lot of conversations about what all of this has done to people like mentally and emotionally mm -hmm. and uh and that's right it's, and it's hard for people and i don't know how some people have been able to manage things like this when they don't have an out in yeah. oklahoma we're very blessed like we have we still have a lot of grass and a lot of trees and a lot of places to go mm -hmm. and there's people that don't have that like the out that you're talking about yeah and i i just hope people find something and if anyone can learn anything from me you got to figure it out you got to figure oh, out definitely. what helps you turn it off and reset yeah so what is the degree now then marketing and management okay um, which is when I went from the communications, I realized I enjoyed marketing because yeah. in my mind, you, you've if you learn sales. Well, <laughs> growing up, you've always been in sales right. without knowing it. And if you yeah. understand marketing, mm -hmm. you are selling a product, yeah. you're selling an idea, or you can be selling a person or even yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you can learn how to do all of that, you can pretty much take that into anything. Yeah. And being someone that can adapt, well, I mean, marketing, you can put it in everything. And then management, 
I was taking the sports management classes Mm -hmm. and really enjoyed that. So I just kind of stuck with it. Yeah. And then I'm done. I've, I'm in my last class finishing my entrepreneurship minor. (laughs) Great. That's really cool. I've been in school a really long time. (laughs) Yeah. No, but like the thing is with, with the opportunities that you have coming to you, right. With, with social media Mm -hmm. stuff, with the modeling stuff, with picking brand deals or whatever it is, like it all comes to like, and I, I kind of had the same experience too. Like I, I didn't, yeah. I didn't know anything about social media when I grew up. Right? We grow up like we didn't grow up with it. We kind of just learned it as we, you know, mm-hmm. you didn't have it as you were a baby or whatever. But you know, you got people you coming to you. Yeah, but your business is coming to you. I remember the first time I got a message. It was like, hey, we want to do some work with you. Like, how much is it? Like, I have no, uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I know. I can play golf and sell houses. I don't know about you know, like, <laughs> and you know, like ad reads or what, like, uh, just little things like that. But yeah. you get used to it, don't mm-hmm. you? And then you charge someone. You're like, and they're like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. And like, they do it, you're like, I'm getting paid charged. for yeah. this. <laughs> that's why I told my mum the other day. Like, I posted something on the Instagram. There's like a store that's opening or whatever. And, the, you know, we did like a little thing for it. And I told my mum, she's like, you made what? Like, you you got paid it. for just posting one picture. I was like, yeah. Yeah, at that point, you're like, what even is a press packet? You want my <laughs> yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, so funny. But it's great, though, because now by doing your entrepreneurship mind, mm-hmm. you understand this stuff going forward. You know how to market yourself. Mm-hmm. You know on paper where it needs to be right Right. it's great talking about it you have the the idea but this thing that i struggle with is putting pen to paper and having a media packet and everything else like it has to be professional right because you're working with giant brands right wrangler and cavenders Mm -hmm. and you know the boots and stuff like these are huge brands that you're working with right and i got i'm very blessed like and i told you the western industry Mm -hmm. we all come from virtually the same backgrounds and these people, they know, they've had the education, they know how to do all these things. Yeah. But because it is such a welcoming and family-oriented industry, yeah. I can call up any of my friends at Cavenders or, like, my really good friend, she is in PR for Cavenders and runs a lot of things. And I'm like, what is this? Yeah. How do you do blah, 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 blah? Or another friend of mine that was the marketing um manager and director for Justin Boots for a while mm-hmm. and now she works with Huey and does the same thing. I call her when I need when yeah. I need help with something. And people and I mean that girl, like small, small world, I grew up with because she showed in the hunter jumper stuff like I did. When we were both really young. Yeah. I was about five, six years old and I mean I couldn't she's got a, she had to have been about ten or eleven at the time. She's got me by five years I think. Yeah. And um she helped me with my ponies when I was little. We used to run around and eat ice cream together. Yeah. And now she is this big executive. She's incredible and she's brilliant. And I got to have people like that to look up to yeah. and got to watch them go on to these incredible things. But having those connections from a young age, mm-hmm. you look back and you're like, man, like that brought it, like I said, the horses yeah. brought us together. And now they're still helping me in my professional career. Yeah. So what plan for the future? You're about to graduate in December? No. Um, May? Hopefully may, but depending on, depending on COVID. COVID and everything. Well, and also well, you're working full-time. Yeah, <laughs> like, I am. You know, being a student working full-time is it's really not hard. easy, but it's also by choice. Right, and right? it really is. And I've I've talked to my advisor about it. My advisor at OSU has been incredible. Um, she's like, well, this is like what you need to be taking and how many classes you need to be taking. And I'm like, yeah. listen. Yeah. I'm going to be gone traveling <laughs> for like four weeks. <laughs> well, COVID's probably been great. Nice. You can do everything online. Right, right. We can. But OSU has not decided if we're going to be able to have classes online or have uh, the online op- option no in the spring. Why? Does not make any sense? <laughs> I guess, well, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> My silence, that. I hope, is really, yeah. <laughs> really coming through this microphone right yeah. now. <laughs> um I don't know. And that's where I'm about. That's why you're asking, like, when I'll graduate. That is a hard one mm-hmm. because 
I'm on track to be able to graduate in May. Okay. But if they do not allow us to go online, mm-hmm. again, with the opportunities that come up, um, I have an opportunity coming up with the Monster X Tour. Yeah. Um, so it's Monster Trucks which is and amazing. Motocross and yeah. stuff, which I've, again, never been a part of this industry before. Yeah. I'm obsessed with it. I think it's great. I've seen Unchained on Netflix. I love it. Yeah. I mean, all those guys are awesome. I, I mean, I grew up watching like Rob Dyrdek's Fantasy Factory. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but I had the opportunity or will have the opportunity to uh, be the sideline reporter for their world finals. That's I amazing. think that's what it's called. Yeah. And that is in Hawaii. <laughs> Oh, sick. And it's a three-week-long event. Yeah. <laughs> and I won't be able to come back to... you got to stay there the whole time. Mainland? Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, and that's three weeks that I would have to be gone. So if they don't allow us to go online, I'm not really, I'm not really yeah. sure what but I'm going to do in the is, spring. Like, the good thing is, because you're working, school is just something, another thing that you're doing as you're living life and right. building a career and working and doing these, making these connections, right? Like, yeah. it's not like the majority of students who are in school until they graduate and then they're going to get a job. Mm-hmm. Right. So you have a really unique position I, that it doesn't it really a matter. a weird position. It doesn't really matter that much if you don't graduate in May. Right. Right? It, I mean, I don't think I don't so. I'd like, to, like graduate, to. But it doesn't, it's not a yeah. huge deal to be like, oh, yeah. now nah, I got to like wait I'm six months before I work. Exactly. And, and that one, I mean, that's something that I'm having to work through on a daily basis. I'm like, oh, my friends are graduating and things like that. and But they're all... A lot of them are worrying about getting internships yeah. and finding jobs and opportunities and stuff. But I've worked, I'm working backwards yeah. almost. Mm-hmm. Like this is just like the, I just have to get this done so I can keep doing what I'm already doing. Yeah. If that makes sense. I don't have to get, I'm not doing it. I don't know. I'm not, I'm kind of putting the cart before the horse. Sure. And it and it's worked. But it all goes back to being three years old and getting to have the opportunity to um, like there's a picture of me sitting on the the governor of Oklahoma's lap at three yeah and uh, now that family is is I'm friends with them like I'm a part of the Annie Oakley Society and that was back when um, Governor Frank Keating was our governor yeah and his wife Kathy um, is someone that I I absolutely adore getting to go and talk to and she has basically gotten to see me grow up yeah and because I mean I've been to large events with her like at the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum those are people I had to be in a room with yeah. at a young age and having opportunities from then I started having opportunities and I'm like you said it's a unique situation I'm very blessed that doors started just opening mm-hmm. because I was putting in the work That's I decided different. I wanted to do something and people are like oh these things are like, are like falling in your lap but I'm like they don't see all the hard work. No, it's like a yeah. door opens and I'm like, man, that's a really cool opportunity. I'm taking it. There's yeah. no way I'm not taking it. Yeah. And if I fail, like, I'll learn. So be it. Right, like, exactly. I'm taking that opportunity. Yeah. yeah. It's learning opportunities are, I love, I love it. I'm not saying I like to fail, right. but I but like having opportunities to. to learn from something. You have to, to go forward. You have right. To if you somebody. do something great every time you do it, how are you ever going to be great? Sure. Yeah fire and you're not well you're not like learning like you don't by failure you learn things right like especially with you know like with being a reporter or being on stage or whatever Mm -hmm. it is like you learn okay i'm not gonna do this next time okay this time i'm gonna do this and and it's you just build yourself into this this person and this you know this kind of machine's not the right word but it's a machine it's a machine you know that you like you are I'm my own product that yeah. I'm having to work on every day. And you're very versatile. You can do a bunch of other things. You know, you and and what you said earlier is totally right. Is it comes back to hard work. Mm-hmm. Like no one sees that. You know, a lot of people would have 
you know, just kind of, okay, they got the chance to ride bullet, great. And they might look at it, oh, you knew some person, you got in because of this. They make all the excuses because they don't see the hard work. And after that, some people would have been like, yeah, that, what did you, what did you do in college? Oh, I rode bullet, and that was it. And now yeah. I'm a work a marketing nine to five job or whatever. Mm -hmm. You have taken, to your point, the opportunity that's come at you, everyone that's come and said, okay, I'm gonna try this. And it just keeps leading, compounding to something else. Right. And so it's hard to like, say my plan because I just get just, excited yeah. about every opportunity. What, okay, so what would be a dream right now? What would be a dream job? Corny, I'm doing it. Really? This so sounds crazy, and I know you would probably prefer that I be like, oh, this is no, my dream. No, this, this is the role and realness of what, what your answer is. My real answer is I am, uh, um, I am so blessed with the opportunities that I have and that I'm going to have yeah. and I know will keep happening because of, like you said, the hard work. Everything I've gotten to do up until this point I didn't dream of five years ago. I thought it would be cool, but I didn't know. I didn't even know that bullfighters only was a thing. Yeah. And it was just like these guys that I knew that started this company. And then I got to be involved with it. And then all of a sudden I was traveling. And all of a sudden I was getting to do radio interviews and television interviews yeah. and getting other things because of that. I am, the dreams that I have, I don't think I've even, I don't even think I know that they're my dream job yet. Gotcha. And there's things that I know I want to do. I would like to go to law school. I would like to help people um, in public relations. I would like to help companies network because not a lot of companies, and especially like in the Western industry, realize you just, sometimes you just have to have people in a room. Yeah. Being able to represent your brand. Mm -hmm. If I could figure out how to make that into a job, that would be really cool. Yeah. Um, but I... Like, I mean, you, you'd have to ask my mom. I call my mom almost every day and I'm like, get yeah. this one. Like, listen to this, what I got going on now. Yeah. And it just, it keeps happening. And I sit back and I'm go, this is really the world I live in. And that, that's honestly, like I said, it's corny, but I'm, I'm living the dream that I never thought I even wanted. Sure. And, and here it is. It's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy when you sit here and you look back at it and we talk about it, you know, like from three years old to now to, you know. I haven't self-reflected with anyone else. So the <laughs> fact that we're doing this right now, I'm like, I'm yeah, a little mind blown talking about everything that it's has real. happened in you know, 22 you, years. You, yeah, you talk about um, having that, that moment that you thought, I, if I don't go to OSU, I'm not going to ride bullet. Right. And then you have that experience mm -hmm. and then you get, you know, you're, you're being okay on the ground crew, of course, yeah. you get that job and, and you get to ride bullet the first time you have that experience. And then that year probably goes really fast for you. Yeah. Right. Like all great years do they fly and you look back and you're like, Oh, like, you know, but you take, you run, still, you know, it gives you goosebumps. You have those yeah. feelings. Um, and I know everything I'm doing right now is flying and I'm scared. Yeah. I don't like it. Do you journal? Uh, no. Don't document anything. Have you seen my Instagram? <laughs> my, my but to that point, great much. follow at the Elise Wade on Instagram. Great follow. At the Elise Wade. Yeah, um, I pretty much document everything. People, if you want to see. That's good, though. Like the mostly the real me. I keep a lot of things private, but mm -hmm. um, I pretty much document a lot of stuff like through like my Instagram stories and things yeah. like that. People pretty much see most of my real emotions for things. And when I'm excited and when I'm upset about something, I mean, people, people see me rant yeah. going down the road or about something that I saw that day, or I'll tell the people that follow me, like how excited I am about something yeah. different or show them something funny. Um, that's kind of more or less. I make stories 
on my Instagram because I know I'm going to be able to archive them. Yeah, that's that's good though, All right? I did vlog for a while though. That's why, like, I knew the camera okay. that you were saying, and I yeah. have that vlog camera. What was the reason behind that? Uh, um, with the rodeo queen stuff. Mm-hmm. How old were you when you were doing the vlog stuff? I've I've I haven't done it since last summer, but I did it probably okay. for about a year sure. and a half. And someday maybe I will release the things like the little the vlogs that I made. But so you haven't posted them yet. Mm-hmm. So it was more of it's like a test, pri- a camera. Yeah. Like I want to. No, no, it was more of a private. Um, like a video diary. Like it, yeah. At some okay. point, I'm going to show someone this sure. and show them like my emotions behind things. And it was back when I was finishing up the rodeo queen stuff that I had been doing. Yeah. And it was about getting prepared for um, Miss Rodeo Oklahoma that I competed at last last year, uh-huh. 2009 in 2019. And getting prepared for that and going through how clothes are designed and how I was getting prepared and what I was studying and how I was feeling and things like that up until after the pageant. I ended up being first runner-up to an absolutely incredible human and that I've known since I was eight, nine years old. And like I have got the camera out before the pageant started and said like the last thing I was going to say, and it was the most precious thing I told my mom. I wanted her to figure out how to selfie on the camera. And talk about what I had done that day and she did it too and and like she left me little messages on there and I vlogged that as soon as the coronation was over we went back to the room and then we had the rodeo that night and so I vlogged my feelings from the pageant and just um, raw straight to camera yeah very very raw like tears involved raw yeah and it was happy though like everything that I put on there was excited and happy about what had happened um I haven't told anybody about this though (laughs) That's good though, because you're gonna you're gonna have this. I think, like, it would have been great to, and I've uh, the guy that I listen to a lot, and people like, it would have been great to have seen, like, some like the goals that you have, right? Mm-hmm. That if you spoke, if you had a camera on you when you were ten, twelve, fifteen, whatever it is, eighteen, those moments and seeing those goals, you know, like this is what my goals are for this year, and you don't post it until right. you make those goals right you know like having that yeah. and like and and then when someone comes to you and says oh you know like you got this because of this and you're like no like now Let it's time to you. post that video yeah. that i took four years ago of myself mm-hmm. talking just me to camera saying right. these are my plans this is what i'm gonna do i'm not telling anybody about this right. i'll release this when it's right mm-hmm. and, and the there's weird something thing special about, about that oh yeah and yeah powerful too real powerful and it is and that's probably one of the only things I had never lost a rodeo queen pageant until last year. Yeah. And I'm not done with it because of that, but it was almost like closing a chapter that made me. Cause mm-hmm. like I said, three years old, I was doing the rodeo queen stuff and it helped shape me. Like you need to do these things because it will help you be Miss Rodeo America someday. And so a lot of the opportunities I had the Miss Rodeo America um, idea in the back of my head, or it was a plan because it was going to help me get to that point. Sure. Now I have so many other things going on and I've been involved in the Miss Rodeo America organization and the Miss Rodeo Oklahoma um, pageants council and things like that since such a young age that I mean, I've been there and it raised me. I would not be who I am Mm -hmm. without the things that I've learned from the age of three. I wouldn't know the people I do if it weren't for all those people. And 
just being able to say like I did compete like and I'm and I'm closing the chapter I closed that book I want to help other people with it help them understand what it can do for you because the whole reason behind being um, like I said the rodeo queen people their job is the PR representative for a sport and, and a way of life yeah but ultimately I mean you can only do it up until the age of 24 and one of part of the mission statement is helping to raise young women Mm -hmm. to be able to go on into other things. And like I said, that literally quite, quite literally did raise me. Yeah. And it, it did a lot. So that whole vlog thing was me just being like, you know what? I just got to evaluate and reflect on why I'm here. Yeah. And, and I'm happy with where I am. Yeah. It's, it's so powerful, isn't it? Media is amazing. (laughs) Right. Um, and just having to document everything and mm-hmm. video is great because you can look back at all the things that you've done and people have done with you and the memories and everything like that. And to that point, we, you know, like the whole cowboy culture, you said earlier, it's a huge family. Everyone knows everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's grown up around it. They might have just taken different avenues where now they're, they're a cattle rancher or they picked up a camera and they're a videographer and a photographer. Like I know a lot, a couple of guys who are big in Western photography really? starting. Well, I say big, they're personally like they are their passion is big for it and oh, they're, they're getting big in it in the industry like they're getting deals and brand deals and stuff but um you know they they talk a lot about the culture and the hanging out and there's mm-hmm. the family atmosphere and everyone you know business doesn't stop and just because it never ends does it like you know horses and cattle like it's, <laughs> it doesn't matter what the weather is they've right. got to go do that thing every morning and you've got to take care of them and but it's just something real and special about it. Mm. The families to just, you know, like uh, I, had, I did a podcast with Native Acres um, out of uh, their like Native Acres meat company out of um, Okachi. And they okay. have a couple of families, young, they all graduate from OSU. They have, um, uh, Go Pokes. yeah, they have a, a meat company now. Um, they just started it. They all graduate. I'm like, what are we going to do? And they all work full time jobs, but they do this on the side really? because they grew up on a ranch. They're all family stuff. Um, I'll introduce you because they're awesome. Yeah, they do other um, things, and they also have. Oh yeah, Josh, Josh and Lace, Josh and oh, Lacey's gonna kill me. Or JC, I think it's JC. Sorry, <laughs> for, for this, I get it wrong every time. Said sorry. Josh and his wife. Uh, I think it's Lacey. If I think it's Lacey, it's probably JC. Anyway, they both work full time. Like Josh is like a bank manager or something, and, really? and yeah, works at the bank in Okachi, and and, yeah. and his wife works. Uh, for a distribution company, I think. Really? But they, yeah, it's a great follow on Instagram. Huh. If you go to Native Acres, I think it's just Native Acres Meat Co. on Instagram. And she does a lot of great job of documenting what they do every day, every morning. And then obviously they work full time as yeah. well. So every like evening and morning, they're yeah, doing their ranch stuff, cow, whatever. And um, it never stops. But it's just like, the, the culture is just such a cool thing, isn't it? Like there's so many generational things in cowboy culture and mm-hmm. you get the grafting, hard work, growing up on a ranch, you know, worked every morning, running cow or whatever it is to, you know, like the rodeo queen stuff. Like this, it's so, it goes from a, such a broad range of things, isn't it, as an industry. There's so many different things you can do in it. And now social media is making it, possible for you to do what you do mm-hmm. right but you've still grown up and you know exactly what everyone else has gone through and what right. everyone still does every day which is really special because you get to add your flair to it and your story and the modeling stuff and the sideline stuff like that's uh, i think it's awesome it's really cool 
Right. And like you just said earlier, like you didn't have, you know, this was a dream earlier, Mm -hmm. like a few years ago, five, six years ago, you know, this was possible, but because of media, it is. Yeah. It's, it's surreal, honestly. And, and like you said, like social media and, um, the media as a whole have been trying to pick up on the Western Mm -hmm. industry and the Western way of life for a long time. But because of being able to do things on your own, um, being able to have like one of these and take people on this ride with you, you're able to showcase actually what happens on the farm, actually what happens back at the ranch, you know? And these people are getting to experience a way of life that no one has really seen before and known that it was really actually happening. And I think that that's really special because people in our industry are finally getting the recognition that they they deserve. I mean, people... Um, one of my favorite things is if you eat, you're involved in agriculture and it's true from pasture to the plate. I mean, you're, people are making sure that you have food on your table and that there's things that you do every day that wouldn't be possible without the Western industry. Yeah. It's family values too. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's, our kids are great. (laughs) Kids are great. Uh, it's there's so many stories and we could sit here for four hours to talk you know and and all the stories but um what i guess we'll finish with a couple of things what is one of the best trips that you've been on like over your time doing stuff is there one that really stands out any memories that i get stir crazy at home um best trips i don't know that i could put it into one i was on like 30 like 30 something flights in like 2019 yeah and from california to florida to georgia to kentucky and tennessee and um we had to stay in west virginia one time even though that's not even where the track was i've been to nascar races yeah i don't what's your favorite state that you've been to uh, that's hard too. <laughs> I things that I like about everywhere that I go yeah I'm a travel addict okay I love it so but one of my favorite things though that I realized being involved with um bullfighters only my uncle that lives in Norman is in sales and so he's traveled a lot Mm -hmm. and I started talking to him about how much I'd been on the road and everything and how it was weird that I've been into some of the coolest places and hadn't seen them and he said that he used to, when he was on the road a lot, he would take an extra day either on the front end of the trip or on the back end of it, that he would just go kind of try to experience where he was. Yeah. And so from then I started like trying to get like, I mean, you get really, you're exhausted. I mean, we were setting up live events. People didn't yeah. realize how few people were making our events happen. I mean, it was us. We were hanging banners and hanging signs and like going and doing sponsor visits and helping put the dirt in the arena and Put the panels up and yeah. everything from You don't just the fly in, right. put on your fancy outfit, do your makeup. We don't do that. And grab your microphone, right? You're right. like, you're there again That'd be great if I did time. that. <laughs> but you get exhausted and you're yeah. tired and you want to go back to the room and go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And then it, I realized one time we were in Kennewick, Washington, and we were literally staying on like this little peninsula. And uh, I was like, re- realized that when we drove in there, that there was all like these monuments and stuff on the side of the road. And I was like, you know what? I'm literally just gonna go for a walk. Like I wanna figure this out. And so I went and read some really cool history about the town. And so from then on, I started um, staying places or even if like we were done in like the morning, I would, instead of taking the afternoon to go take a nap, I would try to go for Mm -hmm. a walk and, or get in the car and go do something like that 
would really give me like a memory of that town yeah or where we were probably one of my favorites was again i didn't have a phone and i vlogged a lot on this trip because i didn't have a phone okay. i didn't have my social media to talk yeah. to <laughs> so i talked to my camera and we got to go to fortuna california up in the redwood forest mm -hmm. and did you watch sons of anarchy uh, bits of it, yeah. It was I need kinda, to watch all of it. Oh, man, it's so good. But that's how I was so excited to be there because we were in the Redwoods. Okay. And that's where that um, TV show took place. Sure. And so we took a whole extra day after our event, and a whole bunch of us from the company went and went up into, like, in the mountains or whatever and yeah. looked up at the trees and, like, the Redwoods, these massive trees. I've never seen anything so big in my life. Yeah. And we got to look at the river, and we just got to take the time to appreciate where we were. Mm -hmm. And that... Even without a phone, you had to kind of disconnect a little bit. And it's probably one of the most beautiful places I've ever been was the Redwood Forest. Yeah. Do you collect any things from where you, the places you go? I try to. Yeah. Um, it just kind of depends. I wish I had like one thing. Oh, I'm going to take one of these from everywhere. Yeah. I like stickers and things like that. Sometimes I've like taken little magnets or like kept the, like my airplane ticket stuff. tickets and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, I try to get something from everywhere at, yeah. at some point, or at least like get a picture with something that says it. Yeah. Um, but no, I. If you have any ideas of something cool that like nobody does, sure. I want one. I want to it, do that. Yeah, I like, like there's, to. There's there's a bunch of different things. Like you can, like I I love hats. Like I have <laughs> way more hats <laughs> than I need. But it's something that when you go somewhere, you buy a hat from that place. Yeah. Maybe it has a logo on it, and you have a special memory mm -hmm. for it. And you might never wear it, but then you build this huge wall of hats. And you have hat, it. Right? Yeah. That's um, a good idea. I'm big into cars as well. So as you mentioned stickers, uh, people go on road trips and stuff, they buy stickers and they put them under nice cars. They put them under the hood sometimes. So when you pop the hood, and the guy I'm thinking of, he drives a Porsche and the engine's in the back. What? So the hood pops up. It's like a, it's called, call it a frunk. So it's like a, luggage space that's if, a thing on a Porsche yeah the front is no huh. it's like a luggage that's space really so cool. when you pop the hood of, on a Porsche you can put there's no engine so it's not going to get dirty yeah. so you can put stickers in there huh. or sign it or whatever so I, yeah. I know someone who does that um you mentioned taking pictures. If you print the pictures after every year, at the end of the year, like go through your phone and yeah, literally album. just print every single photo that's on your phone for a year and just do them in like- I'm gonna go home and do know, that. <laughs> yeah, and just do them as albums, right? Or you can even do them as trips. Because now, like, you know, when we grew up, we always saw, like we go to our grandparents or our parents' house and like they would have like albums of photos. Yeah. We don't do that anymore, right? right? And printing so everything cheap. everything in the cloud. Yeah, for like a hundred bucks, you can have a lot of photos. Yeah. Um, and it's in an album and you have these memories and then you might, you could write on the back of the photo, hey, where it was, what do you remember? You know, just little things like that. That's cool to have because you can pass it, pass it that's on. That's an excellent And if idea. your phone dies, you're still going to have it. Yeah. So that's one thing too. So I love that. Anyway, little things like that. Um, but all right, well, we're taking forever and then people listening are probably like, these are awesome stories, but we've either finished where we're driving to, we've been running for too long now, riding a bike or whatever you're doing, you listen to podcasts. Uh, but I'll finish with this. Um, what was the like if you got to relive one ride on bullet what day what game do you is there one that you would be like oh, i just love to see that again the whole thing was a ride yeah. um <clears throat> i guess i would have to say the first game yeah like there's nothing like that, like, I mean, I just spent five minutes talking about the first experience yeah. I had with it and been out on the field. I think maybe my first, my first touchdown run, okay. I would relive that one again because 
Because you knew what I was, was going to sh- be out I there. was shaking. I'd already been on the field at that point, so I'd already seen it. Yeah. Like, I'd already got the hard part over was getting on the field and on the big jumbotron for the first time. That was already done. And then the very first touchdown run, I was like, this is the first one I really have. But I appreciated it. Yeah. Because, like, all the other weird sensory stuff was, like, out of my mind at that point. And I just got to kind of, like, look around. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. All right, the kick is in. Okay. Okay. I'm all right, going. they're getting ready to yeah. do it. They moved that little orange like cone thing out of the way and they're like right you got it go for it and then they say here comes bullet yeah i just remember i i got to look up into the stands and see how excited people got well i didn't think of this you ride directly at the jumbotron do you look at it when you ride at it do you have time because we didn't have the giant one um my year they put that up the next summer yeah but i could see them on the like i had them on the side no i didn't because You've got enough things to deal with. And I guess there there's a delay people, as well. We have the ground crew is out trying to make sure that people aren't getting in my way. Got you. And then there's also police officers out there trying to keep people off the field. Sure. And our team is always real good about it. They know exactly what's about to happen. Yeah. A lot of times other teams were not so respectful of the of yeah. what was happening. And you would kind of come out and you could go right at people. And they so, do it on purpose. Yeah, I had no idea what was above me when I realized yeah. people were on the field because I was having to steer. <laughs> <laughs> like funny. dodge people. Yeah. Oh, what an experience. Yeah. So uh, the, first, the first touchdown I would relive. What yeah. was your last ride like? Did you know it was your last ride? Because mm-hmm. sometimes like if you make a game or whatever, um, you, know, you might not realize it's going to be the last one. Oh, oh, like my last touchdown? Yeah. Yeah, what was like the last ride? Like the... I don't sounds know. Sounds like a movie, the last ride. Probably is was a movie. It? <laughs> uh, uh, do you remember much about it? No. I don't... I remember driving up the tunnel yeah. for the last time. And I was crying. But I tried really hard because like I, I'm not very emotional. <laughs> I don't like being emotional. I'm like, yeah. like stone cold. Uh, but... At that point, we had already picked, uh, and this wasn't even the last game, but we drove up the tunnel. It's after the, the last thing you do is um, the spring game where like the, where we just scrimmage each other. Sure. So I'd already, I'd already gone through like the experience of this is my last game. I'd already had that. Yeah. But my last time with him, and we took some really beautiful photos um, that day, uh, but I remember going up the tunnel and like, so I'd already had my emotional cry over it, but this would have been two weeks after we had, um, after Madeline McLaren Mm -hmm. had been chosen as a speed writer for that following season. And I looked at her because she was sitting across from me and like we were in the bed of the truck and her eyes were just, because like she realized, like I think that it had hit her. It's real now, yeah. Yeah, and she kind of got, and she's not very emotional either. And I was like, hey, and I like picked up my phone and it's on my, and it was on my story. And I was like, guess what? Like this is yours now. The next time you go back down this tunnel, like you're gonna be the spirit rider. Like, how are you feeling? And she started crying and I started crying. But it, that was really cool because my final trip up the tunnel was her final one yeah. as just like, like I remember how I felt during that moment yeah. and you were in that position. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I got to I got to be across from her when like those emotions hit her. Yeah. So that was really special. It must be such a unique thing to be in a, a position where you get to pass something down to the next person. Mm-hmm. Right? Like um and I think like for some reason I'm thinking of the baton twirlers as well right <laughs> pass like, the baton yep. yeah like they kind of do the same thing like uh, Kelly Masters who was on a previous podcast she was a baton twirler at OU oh, really? um, rock star as well Kelly if you're listening you're a rock star I hope you, <laughs> I hope you get power soon um, <laughs> like 
you know, she kind of said the same thing. Like you're, you always pass on to the next person, yeah. and that's just a really like a legacy. Is it like you're was she like a on. featured twirler? Like, did she do games and stuff? I think so. Because we yeah. have a featured twirler at Oklahoma State. Yeah, too. I think something like that. But yeah. that's kind of, and obviously the whole thing passing the baton on is just that's yeah. kind of what I thought of it as well. Um, but it's real. Yeah. yeah, we took some photos, and like I said, the really cool pictures we took that day. I'm. It's cool you said that because. We took pictures of me, like the the shaps that you wear yeah. have been, I think these shaps have been since the 90s. Really? So and the saddle has been actually, since the yeah. 80s. So I literally, the photographer oh, that we so had, cool. I said, I want to get pictures of me giving her the shaps. Yeah. And so he did that. Like he's got pictures of me unbuckling them yeah. and for the last time yeah. and handing them to her. And that those are really powerful. Do you kind of have like a group, like kind of group that of people that you that have ridden like uh, that are riders like do you have like a, a yeah spirit riders like yeah team. yeah yeah do you have like a like you like hang a out group? yeah like you just hang out and you know we haven't like, yet we've like, tried like a, not like a sorority or whatever but like that's what <laughs> i kind of think is like you have like a like the heisman group that are in yeah. the house whatever the commercials are you know like you always have you're a part of that group now yeah do you ever do things or hang out with people uh no not yet we're gonna try to figure out how to get everyone together like a homecoming yeah yeah at some point we haven't yet but I mean Harley that is riding now and she gets to do and she got to have another season because everything COVID. that happened yeah. um, I'm friends with her and I knew her a little bit before because mm-hmm. I horse showed with her brother Madeline we are still very close like I talked to her yesterday yeah. and she's who rode after me uh, the girl that rode before me um, I've known a long time but not like too well. Yeah, but it's not like you know someone from the '80s yet that you like that's done it in the '80s or done it in the '90s. Like you haven't I met do, that. Though. Like, like we haven't. I've met them in passing. Okay. But we have like a Facebook group, or we're all Facebook friends, yeah. and like we'll comment on each other's stuff, or someone will share something about yeah. when they were the spirit rider, and then everyone kind of chimes in on it. Yeah. So that's cool. But no, we haven't had like an official. That needs to happen. That, that needs yeah. to happen for sure. Like, I think, I really think you, cool. with your like marketing brain and everything that's coming in you're like we need to start like a legit yeah. meeting or a hangout the week and do good things with it yeah and share memories get everybody together stuff. talk about the last ride exactly. talk about the first one yeah I have a panel whatever it could be awesome <laughs> uh, I'll take full credit for that idea <laughs> um it- you heard it first here, guys. Uh, awesome. Well, I mean, I can't thank you enough for coming down here. I know we've been trying to do it for, like we were speaking before we pressed record. Like, I reached out to you when I was even thinking about starting a podcast yeah. when you were still riding. Uh-huh. And now we're doing I didn't know you'd think it. I was still cool enough to be here. Oh, it's such an awesome <laughs> story. Like, we've been going for like an hour and 30 minutes. This might even be two parts. Uh, uh, a two-part series. Exactly. And there's only very, there's very few podcasts that have been two parts. Um, oh. So you're in a special group. Oh, thank uh, you. Yeah. I mean, thank you so much. Uh, for everyone listening, they can go and follow you on Instagram mm-hmm. at the Elise Wade. Yes, sir. Uh, and then see you on TV and on the side of the monster truck stuff now and on the yeah. bullfighting stuff. Hopefully, and, if it happens. <laughs> and if people listening that are brand people, they want to do brand deals, reach out. Um, mm-hmm. This is awesome. I, I can't thank you enough for coming down here, spending some time, and uh, wish you all the best and all the success for for the rest of this year and then for the future and yeah. graduating possibly next year. Whatever <laughs> happens, it's not a big deal because you're working full time. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> thank you yeah, so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you next episode. Cheers. This podcast was presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, who've been telling Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. Follow them online at oklahomahof.com and definitely on Instagram at oklahomahof. Catch you next episode. Cheers. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. 
For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.